everyone. Welcome back to the Creative BTS podcast. Today, I'm so excited to interview Megan Eisenberg, CMO at TripActions, the leading corporate travel and expense management platform that combines industry-leading technology with best-in-class travel agency service. We're going to go behind the scenes to talk about building a marketing organization, adapting a marketing strategy in the face of the pandemic, and their hashtag Pass the Plane campaign that connects people even while most business travel is suspended. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is Brian Boucher with the Creative BTS Podcast, and I am so excited to welcome on Megan Eisenberg from Trip Actions today. Megan, how are you doing? Doing well. Good to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, and I'd love to kick off. Uh, you have a long career, uh, you know, a very impressive background in career. So I would love for you to kind of give a quick overview of you know, what you've done uh, to become the Chief Marketing Officer of Trip Actions. Sure. So I've been at TripActions for about a year as their CMO. Prior uh, to this year, I was at uh, MongoDB for four years as their CMO, and we took them public in 2017. And before that, I was at DocuSign, uh, which is also doing quite well in the markets these days as we uh, do digital transformation. I was there for three and a half years as their uh, VP of Demand Gen. And also over over this course, um, I've been an advisor uh, to about 20 different tech companies, mostly B2B, a couple B2C. And I've seen, I think, seven acquisitions in the last two years and three wow. of them go out of business. So I've seen both sides of it. Uh, but yes, it keeps you fresh. And I think there's nothing like being at a tech startup. Yeah. I mean, for me being at a startup for five years and now at a, a larger company, Smartsheet, it is really interesting how with so many employees, you can get kind of sucked into the company and not really see out of it. So seeing what startups are working on is a great way to kind of find the different ways companies are approaching the market. Yes. So true. Yeah. Um, so to start off with, I would love to just learn a little bit more about Trip Actions. You joined a year ago. What kind of prompted you to get excited about this company and kind of the, the mission going forward? Yeah. So we believe in the in-person connection, um, really bringing, um, you know, those things that bring people together and move people, businesses and ideas forward. The irony of, you know, we are in business travel, so things are on hold, but we actually believe the mission still stands because if you think about it, it's to move businesses forward and all of us need to move our businesses forward in the next couple months. Yeah. So is Zoom almost a, your biggest competitor right now? No, moving away from Zoom? Zoom's a customer. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. We are um, we are mutual customers. <laughs> yeah. So it's there's always a balance between in-person and doing Zoom. I think a lot of people are feeling the Zoom burnout right now. Yeah, and I'm exactly. starting to, I was always like, oh, I could I can do everything from Zoom. Yes. But the in-person energy does matter so much. And I feel that right now for sure. Yeah, and there's a Oxford economic study that's out right now that talks about um, the value of business travel and how it will negatively impact companies and their revenue this year. Uh, if mm -hmm. we don't get back out on the road uh, with our customers. Yeah, totally understandable. And, you know, coming in, this is your first year as the CMO. What kind of things uh, were you thinking about when you joined on, you know, building the brand, building the marketing department? You know, take me through a little bit of the last year and your thought process there. Sure. So we grew from uh, 10 to 50 uh, in the first year. And um, really, it was building out the team functionally. Um, we built out the product marketing team, the corporate marketing, social media influencers. 
We build out our systems. We added uh, probably 25 different uh, technologies to our MarTech stack. Wow. Maybe wow. we might even be at 30 right now. Um, so mm -hmm. we, we really rely, we believe in tech and the innovation and the advantage that tech gives you. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the creative side, we added creative resources and we expanded globally in uh, Europe, EMEA and Asia. So um, those teams all built out. Uh, as well as field marketing. Now we've got back a little bit on the event side, as you can imagine. Yes. Um, but it's, you know, marketing is that balance of art and science. So your art, your brand, um, but the science is the demand gen, having predictable pipeline. And you need those different functions to bring that to market and make sure that you're driving the demand, the inbound. But you know, if people don't know about you and haven't heard about you and you haven't done the awareness balance, you won't bring in the demand. So you really have to have all of those functions up and running. So we were doing that uh, and scaling. I mean, the company um, added over 800 people last year up to 1,100. So yeah, so give, give us an fast. idea of this of the stage of Trip Actions. I know you've raised hundreds of millions in the last couple of years. So where are you at as a company in terms of your stage? Yeah, so we're five years um, and we've uh, taken a little over uh, 480 million. Um, we did a very wow. large round in June of uh, 280. Uh, so, um, you know, I would say we're, we're a mature startup. <laughs> Mature, yeah. Well, yeah. after five years, we got to eight people at Slope. So the 480 million and hundreds of employees is a pretty impressive growth rate there. Yes. Yeah. They hit product market fit pretty early and uh, are very uh, aggressive on making sure they're focused on our customers and what they need. Yeah. And so how does that change, you know, through these different giant funding rounds, your outlook on marketing the company? Do you, you know, as you hit these stages, is there different focuses or, you know, walk me through that a little bit? Yeah, I think in the early, early stage, you're mostly focused on product marketing because you're trying to find product market fit. You're understanding your buyers, the personas, who are your first 20 customers? Why did they buy? What what are the key things to sell to the next 100 customers? So I think you start up very heavy in product marketing. Uh, and then as you start to grow and you get awareness and take traction, you take on your first thousand customers and we have 4,000 customers now, um, mm -hmm. you start to, you, you really have to, have, you know, be um, thoughtful of your brand and you have to align the entire company around one story uh, as a marketing. So yes. that's product, that's engineering, so that's hard. marketing and sales. And so, you know, I think you ebb and flow into you're, you're going between product marketing, brand, demand gen, right? Because once you have product market fit, you need to scale and you need to take market share and you do that through demand gen. And so you're, you know, you need those three pillars on your team and not usually not one person has all. So as you build out your teams, you bring in, um, you know, experts in each of the functions to build it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and def having the one story is something that I see every CMO, every marketing team go back to is it, so it starts to get repetitive when you're on the marketing side because you hear it so much. It's almost like a VC pitch too when you're a startup. Yeah. You just, you're like, I'm saying the same thing over and over, but you have to. Like People just have to keep hearing it over and over. Yes, because as you hit new people, they haven't heard it over and over. I actually think people change the story too fast uh, in thinking that it's getting stale you know, mm -hmm. it, it should change as your product and your product market fit needs to change. Then you can adjust your story. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can resonating, get, you should adjust your story. Yes, for sure. yes. <laughs> uh, but if you can get a salesperson to just instantly recite, you know, what the brand mission is, that is rare and very difficult. So if you're at that stage, you know, you definitely have found some success. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so diving in a little bit more to, uh, you know, trip actions, B2B travel management. 
Um, so you're in the travel industry. We're obviously in a global pandemic right now. Um, so, you know, industries are being affected in many different ways. I'm at Smartsheet, Zoom, Slack, Teams, you know, those collaboration tools seem to be really taking off. But for trip actions, travel is going down. You know, reading some articles from your CEO, it seems like, you know, you're still making sales, like accounts are going up because companies want better ways to manage this once we get out of the pandemic. But travel is kind of on hold for now. So how have you kind of pivoted your marketing to kind of match where we're currently at in our current climate? Yeah. So, um, you know, we are a business travel and expense platform. So mm-hmm. we also have a corporate called card called TripActions Liquid. And right now- I saw that. Amazing. Yeah, more than ever, you actually need to track your expenses and control costs. And CFOs is very much top of mind. And imagine if you don't have everyone on a, on a corporate card and they're spending and you don't know your expenses until a month later. You actually, there are some legit expenses for people at home. They're expensing their monitors. Maybe you're allowing them to expense lunch. You know, there's different things that people need. And as we start to come out of the lockdown, we will do local travel. We will meet people for dinner. We'll do small groups. Maybe we'll Mm -hmm. do rental cars. And so making sure we're giving them uh, the right tools for their employees so they can, you know, put the right expense policy in place and then have real-time data where they're not waiting for someone to submit receipts. It's automatically showing up uh, on, on the platform that you're using. The other thing is we, you know, as, as travel started to get impacted six, seven weeks ago, um, we quickly pivoted what, for what our customers needed. We always had a, a, a duty of care where you had a live traveler map and you knew where your travelers were at yep. and you could locate and you could see and run all the reports on future travel. But we didn't have things like blacklisting locations and routes and so oh, yeah. and and bringing in real-time data from the CDC. So our engineering team over a weekend built out a connection to the CDC and brought in level one, two, Whoa. and three countries. Because as you mm-hmm. imagine, first it was Asia, then it was a couple countries in Europe, then it was Europe, then UK. And as it went across the world, as a travel manager, you need to quickly block your travelers from booking future travel. And so they yeah. built that out. Then they allowed to blacklist so you could blacklist certain routes um, continents, countries, cities, airports. And then your finance team needs to understand the impact financially. So we build out a lot of reports so they could see credits when you cancel flights and what that looks mm-hmm. like and carrying that cost. And so the smart thing our company did and being a very tech agile yeah. company, we built the functionality that the new product market fit for the world yes. that, that's coming and we'll reverse it, right? As the world starts to open back up, we call it route-based recovery they'll build that out. And so from a marketing standpoint, I need to launch those features and make sure our customers know that they're available to them and they can use them. And then prospects who found themselves in a situation where they were unmanaged now need to manage. Can you imagine if you didn't have a platform people were on, you didn't know who was traveling where you can't go to consumer sites and pull that data. You, you know, how do you get it? And so you're right. Our sales have actually gone up. We had our second largest month in March because people who wow. had unmanaged needed managed and larger companies needed better visibility and data on their platform. And so while, yes, we're usage based and revenue is not coming in from those, as we climb out of this, we will see the revenue on that return. Yeah, I didn't even think about people aren't traveling, but that means there's mass cancellations and rescheduling that still have to be managed. Yes. So even though their people aren't actually getting on the planes, you still have an, a tremendous management problem that you have to solve. Yes. And you know, kudos to your team to reacting so quickly to that because yeah. um, it's very difficult to uh, to change so quickly across the entire company. Yes. Um, 
Are you seeing anything about how kind of you're focused on maybe demand gen versus product marketing versus brand right now? You know, are you focused more on the product marketing to support the launches of those new products? Is that focus changing at all? Maybe pull away from brand? No, I mean, no, actually, I actually think more than ever content and enablement and pipeline matters more than ever. So from Mm -hmm. product marketing standpoint, as we launched all these new products and features, we need to enable the field. We needed to update our website. We need to rewrite all our copy and make sure it's very um, on, you know, it's to what people need and not tone deaf. So product marketing was busy taking all the new product stuff that we're releasing and enabling the field. Uh, Corporate marketing was busy updating our website and social and all of that. Um, And then you want to create content because people right now are at home searching for information. We launched a community, community community.tripaxes.com that allowed people to quickly search on any topic around coronavirus and brought a lot of people in um, to look at it um, and be able to contribute and find information. You know, you need to bond with your customers now. They are trying to learn, trying to get information, and you want to be that trusted resource to them. It's not always about money. It's, it's about building. And that's where I think your brand comes in. Are you delivering value that they need in the moment? And Mm -hmm. when they start to travel again, and when they start to do other things, they'll remember who their trusted partner was and who like helped them get home, who helped them get the reports they needed, Yep, all of that. So product marketing is a go brand is a go. And then of course you, you have to be smart about building pipeline and demand. It's different. You're not going to run events. If you know, we had a big, we had big plans for events this year. And you, yeah. you know, one, you cut budget like everyone else did. So that was an easy cut, but you're shifting to more online office hours to bring value to CFOs, um, yep. the procurement officers, to travel managers. We're bringing them together to exchange ideas. Um, that's, you know, a new way, you know, direct mail didn't, you know, you can't send it to their office anymore, but there's all these yeah. creative things people are doing to bring, um, to still get direct mail. I actually had, um, Matt Hines is targeting on marketing practices and, and, and consulting and, he sent an email. I'm starting a CMO book club. Do you want to join in? Uh, we'll send you your first book and then we can talk about it in a few weeks. I gave my personal address, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you're going to add value. I love that. I need right now we need to learn more than ever. Continual learning is a big, big deal. People, you know, in times of recession and depression, they go back to community college and they learn mm-hmm. and they retool because they want to come out when the market comes back up and they need a job. They need new yep. skills. It's a new environment. And so as businesses, we need to provide training and coursework and maybe certifications right now, making our, our target audience even better at their job and what they did before. Because right now they're home, they're a captive audience, maybe they're bored. A lot of people want to learn and, and you know, maybe even be distracted. So let's help them get out of here stronger. This week, we launched Trip Actions Academy. Um, so for travel managers and EAs, so they can be experts around policy management, business travel yeah. continuity, running these reports, every, all those topics. Yeah, those those are two very common themes I see where it's almost most marketing teams I've talked to now are shifting to value add. How do we help? How do we give value add? And then even for, you know, I'm in a lot of marketing communities where there's new grads coming out and trying to apply to marketing jobs or creative jobs. And, you know, there's just not a lot available right now. So the advice is always go back and retool, gain a new skill, make yourself a, you know, a multifaceted marketer, or maybe you're weak on data analysis, or maybe you're weak on the creative side and just adding to that. So any way to add to helping educate, and even if you're in a current position and you just want to adapt to the new world, um, you know, the people are hungry for that right now. Yes. 
And talking about kind of collaborating as a team, it sounds like you're launching a lot of stuff right now. Yes, we're um, busy. <laughs> which is very busy. Uh, and I, you're spread across multiple locations. So talk me through a little bit kind of how your team is structured, where are the different offices where marketers are and your creative teams. Everyone's working from home. We'd just love to hear kind of how, and even you know how you've structured product demand, brand, are they all under one umbrella? Um, how do you structure things at Trip Actions? Yeah, so we're uh, I have it structured functionally. So I have a product marketing team, I have a corp comp brand team, I have a growth demand gen team, systems team, uh, and then Europe and Asia. Um, mm-hmm. I would say forty percent of the team is in San Francisco. Thirty percent, I mean, if we were in an office, thirty percent is in uh, Palo Alto. I've got a couple people in the Midwest. Uh, I've got, you know, a couple people in London, Sydney, Um, you know, we are, we've always had the ability to collaborate and work. I think, you know, the trick is aligning everyone around the same goals and, you know, very clear on priorities. And we have a stand-up meeting in the morning to reiterate what are the things we're focused on, what's the progress we've made, and then we bring the team together to check in. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a new world, but there's some cool things people are doing. I like the emoji check-in on Slack people like you just ask for emoji check-in and people kind of put how they're feeling. Oh, I like that. Yeah. There's some cool things that people are experimenting with. We do a zoom walk. As long as people socially distance, we get in and we walk around our neighborhood, our house, our apartment. Together? Uh, yes. All on zoom. Yeah. And you can see like some people are walking by water. Some people are walking on their sidewalk. You know, they're not near people, but they're like outside. They're walking their kids yeah. with their kids or they're walking their dog. <clears throat> so it's cool to see. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's been nice on zooms. I feel like I've gotten to know my team a lot better because I can see, you know, homes, neighborhoods, kids, dogs. It's kind of nice. You see the personality more. Yeah, it's true. I think we'll come out of this stronger. Yeah. And as the CMO, do you have VPs from each of those departments kind of rolling up in that morning stand up or what is that actually like practically? Yeah, I have uh, my VPs. We are in and we, we, we check through what we're working on. We raise any flags we might have and we have a brainstorming. I think one key part about this time is you need to constantly brainstorm and come up with new ideas. Fresh. It's a different world. And I, I want people to be looking at social media, looking at consumer marketing. How can we apply mm-hmm. what they're doing? What got your attention? What made you read that? What email, you know, did you see what LinkedIn posts? Because those are the things like if you reacted, there's probably a version of that for B2B and yep. you want to be creative. There's a lot of noise out there and, and people I think appreciate, you know, uh, authentic, creative, you know, we care, you know, care about you, uh, in a way, you know, I don't know, we're all humans, right? So we, yes. we want to, we want something that, you know, we need to be lifted up a little bit. Yeah. I, I've been in B2B for a while as well. And it's uh, all just humans. Everything, you know, there's no B2C, B2B really. Everyone is human, especially now where yeah. you're at home all the time. Uh, so yeah, what catches your attention on Instagram or on Twitter is going to be the same, whether it's a B2B company or B2C. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I it's mean, not too much there. We saw some of the B2C companies like McDonald's was separating their arch, kind of their public service PSA announcement yeah. was you know, let's do a little social distancing. So we took our circle and square, which we're all about bringing people together, the circles and yep. squares, but we, we separated it and said, Hey, yeah, let's for now. apart for a couple of weeks and, and hashtag social distancing. You know, those are the types of yep. things that you, know, you can, you can help with what we're trying to do right now to protect people. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have insights into kind of what is a day-to-day of a CMO like? So when you're in these standups, how do you view your role and where you can add the most value right now is across the teams? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a balance of tough love and motivation. 
right? Yeah. These are kind of tough times, but you have to make sure your team's focused. You can't afford for productivity uh, to drop and people to, you know, get caught up in, in what's happening. You need to help them, you know, focus and move forward. And then you also need to motivate them and, and cheer them on. And, um, you know, we're working hard. I think we're within the first couple of weeks of this, it's 15 hour days. We're working weekends. We're, you know, we're trying to make sure that we're um, supporting our, you know, all the cool things we're doing in products, supporting our sales team, doing right, you know, uh, doing right by what we need to do. Um, and so the team's been really busy. So as the leader, it's a balance, making sure you're yeah. clear and you've aligned on goals and you're marching forward, but also, you know, you're cheering them on. Have the empathy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And have the empathy for maybe what they're going through. Definitely. Yeah. This is a messed up time. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, create a BTS, we love to go behind the scenes on specific campaigns. So people, you know, have, you know, a- actionable or, you know, whatever buzzword to actually take forward on these learnings. So would love to hear a little bit more about past the plane challenge. Yes. Uh, you know, that campaign, I've seen it across social media. Um, you know, I, it reminds me of a lot of the B2C TikTok challenges I see even yes. where you're making love videos TikTok. yourself and <laughs> kind of the user generated content. So yeah, take me through kind of the high level of past the plane. Yeah. I mean, we were, um, trying, you know, we were in the first week or so of everyone being working from home and working remote in this kind of new world. We were trying to, and, and just like everything that was going on in the, in the market and there's layoffs and furloughs and, and you know, it was a tough time to be in the travel industry. And so we wanted like, what can we do? I mean, these, can, how can we connect? We're all on zoom. What are the creative things that we could do? And we were brainstorming and someone, you know, came up with this idea of like, let's build paper airplanes let's throw it at each other. And, you know, we can't be together, but how can we connect while being apart? And so, you know, we went home that weekend and we started to build paper airplanes and video us building them and then throwing it. And then, you know, we created a video of uh, throwing it and then the next person created a video, throwing it to the next person. And they, you know, and, um, you know, even with families, I have three kids, my kids started doing it. They were having so much fun building these airplanes and going in the yard and throwing them. And my dad, you know, he's isolated right now because of everything going on. He's 74. And, I challenged him and he like videoed himself. He like propped the camera, making an airplane <laughs> and then throwing it. And he threw it to my nephew in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And so he got involved in it. It really um, brought it home for me um, when I saw my family doing it and, and what we needed. You know, we're trying to homeschool right now. We're trying to work. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's relevant to us. We're airplanes, we're hotels, we're travel. And so, um, you know, we kicked that off and we launched it for the company. And while we were launching it, we saw our you know, across the board, support agents, our travel agents, we saw our sales team and products start building planes, our executives got involved. uh, And we built a microsite um, for past the plane, we created a Facebook page and had a bunch of people come to it. You know, Twitter, by the way, is hot. Like, I don't know if you've noticed the last five or six weeks, like I'm all over it. I'm learning, I'm reading, they must have triple the traffic right now. Um, We're all engaging on there. It's quick, easy, these little pop up town squares where we can talk about a topic. And, um, you know, we saw it take off there. People started posting it on LinkedIn. So it's like it went through personal networks and then it went through our business through networks business. and our partners mm-hmm. got involved. We saw flight attendants make it. We saw, you know, the points guy got on there, Brian Kelly. That was so fun. Um, yeah. Festive Road with Carolyn Strachan and her team. So it was just like this amazing thing. And, and we've seen over 5 million um, on it. Whoa. So it's it's got this uh, really great, reach. And I think it just lifts your spirits. You know, it's just something that we can all do. You all have a piece of paper somewhere or bill, you know, take that bill and throw it. (laughs) We had construction paper. So, you know, it was 
kind of fun. And for the actual challenge itself, the premise is you can get creative, build whatever paper airplane you want with whatever yes. paper. So you can put your own individual flair on it. Yeah. You tag people. So I've seen people write on the paper airplanes. Yes. They'll tag people on the post. They'll throw it. And then I see the other people film catching the airplane as if someone's throwing it, yes. grab it, and then they make their own and throw it to the next person. So it's kind of creating that chain. Yeah, it's really um, cool. I saw someone uh, in Spain send one, then someone in Germany send one. You know, it's also globally understood by, you know, it's such a concept that is not, you know, it's not just us. It's a worldwide thing and people get it. And it also, it's nostalgic. I've found in the last five weeks, I'm very nostalgic, like looking at photos, a lot of us are right now, what our core is, what our values are. Like think about what do you really need in life? What matters, you know, your home, having dinner with your kids and your family, probably more than ever before. Um, and, and, you know, if you're homeschooling, you're realizing how much work that is, your deep appreciation for teachers. Like there's a lot. Well, this, this <laughs> definitely makes me nostalgic for, you know, in elementary school, we had like Barnaby the bear that we'd send to different schools around yes. the world and they'd take a picture oh yes. and send it back. Yes. And then you'd yeah. take care of it for a while. Yes. Kinda, and then That's, you're like, Oh, totally we've all had the bear. It. Yes. Yeah. We all have had, you know, it brings those different classrooms together. This was, you know, before video conferencing. Yeah. So it's almost like the modern video zoom conference version of that. Yeah. It's very true. So to go into it a little bit more, you said you're, you're in a brainstorming. Who's in that brainstorming meeting? Do you work with agencies? Are you working with just the VPs? Like who comes together to actually create that idea? What's that room look like? Yeah. I mean, that particular brainstorming was my kind of directs. There was eight or nine of us talking through it. But even on my all hands for marketing, I almost every all hands, one or two days, three days a week at this current rate, um, I always open up brainstorm. I want to hear your ideas. What are you yep. thinking? What have you seen? Cool. Like take that moment for expansive thinking. I think so many times we, we execute or we, we have an idea, but it, people kind of tear it down before it has a chance to yeah. take off. And so creating a space where it's no bad ideas, it's expansive, just riff on it, do your best to make it, to make it successful. We can, we can go back and reduce it later, but like, let's just throw all the ideas out there and see what sticks. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're sourcing from anyone across the company, but for a lot of these meetings, it's also the directs to kind of have a balance between the two. Yes. And once you say, okay, this is a great idea. You kind of go through the, uh, you know, the brain loops over the weekend on kind of stewing on it a bit. Is there a certain team that took this and ran with it? You know, is it product marketing? Is it corporate communicate? Who kind of takes the lead on something like this? Yeah. So I I will say, I think we brainstormed this on Thursday and built it over the weekend. Um, so, you know, it's a mix. It's sort of like launching a product once you have an idea. So corporate communication, social and comms, like ran with the messaging and that, and then our creative team started building the landing pages are into everyone. I, everyone on the team made their own video. So that was sort of like Mm -hmm. every single person was challenged to make their own video. Proof of concept a little bit. Challenge the company on it. And then the web team built out the web stuff comms reached out to all our influencers to get ready to tag them and organize groups um, to tag people. Um, You know, we enabled the field to let them know it was coming. Our execs got involved. They create all created Mm -hmm. videos. Um, So, you know, just like you launch a product, almost everyone in marketing has a role in it. And then once you launch it, you know, you're, you're putting it out over all the channels that people would, I don't think we sent an email on it, but we did all the social channels and LinkedIn and Slack and, we got our cab involved, which our customer advisory board, and we tagged them. And 
It was yeah. cool. Bookmark the influencers because I saw that and I was like, how do they, I don't, you don't see B2B influencers that much, but let's go back to that. Um, to start off with a, a lot of marketing creative teams I talk to, uh, it's hard for them to get approval on these creative ideas. Now you have the luxury of being the CMO. So when you're involved in the idea creation, it's a lot easier, but how did you get the, you know, do you have to run it by the different executives? Um, how does this kind of get approval to kind of move forward or any general advice on kind of getting those approvals when, you know, you're not directly involved? Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think, uh, if you're the CMO, you should have the, you know, you should be empowered to take it. Yes. Um, that being said, I, I brought it up in our executive team. I said, Hey, we have this fun idea. We're going to launch it. I'm, you know, I'll, as I get more information, I'll share it with you guys, but would love to have you involved. Our CEO was loved it. He sent, uh, he created yeah. planes with his kids, sent a video and tagged it. So, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, a, I don't know. I think if it's a good idea, it'll take fire. Right. Yeah. Like if people, if you've got something that people love, they'll, they'll see it. Um, you know, if it's, I, I would, in these times, I actually think you need to move really fast and anyone who does analysis paralysis, it's too late. Like you, you need to move really fast. You need to be smart. You can't be tone deaf, but if you hired smart and good people, you should trust them to take something and, and run with it. Yeah. Or you lose the opportunity. Yeah. It just happens so fast. Yes. Yeah. I mean, think about, I always think about the, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, but dunking in the dark, the Oreo cookie, like yes. how fast they moved on that when the lights went out, you was know, that the Super Bowl, yes. the Super Bowl where yeah. the lights went out in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, so smart, right. They took the moment or the Peloton ad where the vodka yeah. company, right. Got the yes. same yep. actress to then go to a bar and, you know, with their girlfriends and, yeah. you know, just a smart, someone that had a, a saw, caught, had an opportunity and seized it. If they had waited and gotten approval and what does this mean? And are we going to upset? You know, they wouldn't, but here they yeah. took that moment and quickly, you know, turned, turned it into something. That's, that's what I yeah. think makes great marketing. And also is the art and the fun part. Like, you know, it's great yeah. to have all the plans and execute and, and do all the things you're supposed to do, but it's fun when you get to do just spur of the moment, creative you know, creative ideas. Yeah. I talked to a lot of sports marketing teams and they have to, you know, if there's a home run hit or if there's a trade, you have to jump on it so fast. Or I always think of, I think Uber, this is maybe a more negative example, but when Uber had the surge pricing with the airports, when everyone was kind of restricted and then Lyft, it seemed like in like one hour launched their free rides to JFK campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you completely missed on that. Just like one day even is too slow. Um, and it sounds like you were able to set up the structure of your marketing team over the course of the year to enable this type of speed. Yes. Uh, if you, can you t- touch on that a little bit? You know, if you come in new or you don't have these processes in place, how else would you move this fast? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I think you have to organize it like launching products and we probably launch mm-hmm. a product every month, <laughs> maybe every two yeah. months. Um, we're constantly building and innovating and creating new things. And so the team just operates and it's, it's sort of, it's like you're playing on a sports team. You all have a mm-hmm. position, right? And you you can't play soccer with one person, right? It takes the whole team. And so everyone has a position on the field. And when we go, like we have, you might have a captain on the field and you might have functions, but everyone knows what needs to get done. And then you go through it. Yeah. And so you mentioned building out microsites for the social media post, obviously a lot of user generated content to kind of build that swell. But uh, what were the different elements of this campaign specifically? And and how did you incorporate influencers into that? Because I saw some huge accounts create these and kind of spur that on. 
Yeah, I mean, the different elements, certainly landing page, we had the Facebook page, we created handles, um, which like a Instagram handle for past the plane, a group in LinkedIn, um, a handle for um, Twitter. Uh, and we also didn't heavy brand it ourselves, because we wanted to be able to make it not ours, but everyone, you know, the industry. Um, and we even invited our competitors to join in. Um, so we we definitely um, wanted it to to not. We wanted to include anyone and everyone, and to to just tap into what was happening at that time. Um, so that you know that was part of it. Um, you know, we had a communications plan, and in, in some ways, where we we divided up the marketing team and we gave them each ten people to go tag. You know, yep. just to like help out. We trained people on stuff. Um, and just did social activation. Did you really target kind of Twitter, Instagram to start with and then saw natural or did you just hope that people would use us across any platform? Um, you know, we actually targeted Facebook first for the videos and everything to live on in a group because yep. I, Twitter I, it doesn't really necessarily have like a group type thing where you can keep in and see where it's yep. going. But we knew that um, videos work almost anywhere and that we could post them on Instagram. We could post them and, and tag it to Facebook. We could post them on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Um, we knew would be great. I think listicles work well on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, did you see any TikTok traction? I'm a huge fan did. of TikTok as we well. Did. You did? did? People are doing I it on TikTok? TikTok? I did a TikTok. I did, oh, um, I have to I check did it out. with um, our head of social media and our head of comms. And we did because mm-hmm. uh, I was, you know, I was here and I did SFO to uh, Seattle down to Palm Springs and we yep. passed the yep. plane around. Um, yeah, we have a, t- we have, a, we don't have that many videos on TikTok for trip actions, but we have some and that's on there. I have a handle, um, where I put one on. Yeah. I, I mean, having kids 10, eight and five, they're all over TikTok. TikTok really? That, that early? Dances. Oh my goodness. Savage oh. <laughs> or whatever. It was yeah. hard. I tried to do it. I pulled a muscle. It's yeah. hard. I mean, I, I started my account, I think nine months ago, just doing creative tips every day. And it is a pretty special creative community Uh, and you can grow really fast. Uh, You know, I'm slaving away on Twitter for years and, you know, you get a couple thousand followers and you can get tens of thousands in a day on TikTok. But a lot of B2B brands are, you know, they're not quite there yet. I think that the the demographic may be a little too young right now, but I see everyone during quarantine is posting their own TikToks on Twitter. So that might change. Yeah, I've learned a lot from my kids. They're always begging me to, I won't actually let them have a handle, but I have one and then I'll let them use mine to post. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's almost, it's a good place to source ideas. You know, you can kind of see where, what types of things, dynamics go viral. Like the past the plane is a good example. This is a very viral shareable thing. Uh, that you can get, you have enough creative, you know, you have an actual structure as a creator where you know what you're supposed to do, but there's enough creative, you know, individuality that can come into it. Yes. Um, which is like the perfect little recipe that you see on TikTok just going viral on those trends every day. Uh, I, we could, I could go on TikTok B2B forever, so we can, we can move on a bit. But, um, you know, going after these influencers, going through uh, to post this content, uh, what is the goal there? You know, what, you know, once this campaign's over, once you get through this, what were some of the, you know, key metrics that your team has set up where you say this is really a success or not? Yeah. I mean, I would normally say on marketing campaigns, what's your success criteria, you know, measure it. Did you hit it? Um, you know, we, we've certainly looked at some of the stats, but we didn't set up metrics of success in this particular case. It was Mm -hmm. showing solidarity in the industry. It was you know, partners, competitors, 
you know, travel industry took a hit. It was actually, it's sort of, there's something sad about it, right? But we want to, and we still want to be connected. We're all used to being on the road, road warriors traveling. We missed our airports and even the airport food, which sounds yeah. odd, but like those, those favorite restaurants you found if you had to go to New York all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we didn't set up metrics for success out of the gate. Um, and I, I don't even know that I have metrics for success. I feel excited by what happened with it. And, you know, five, mm-hmm. you know, 5.1 million, um, reach and growing, you know, every day it keeps more and more. Um, I think that's amazing how it made us feel people that have tagged and said, Oh, I saw that. I love seeing the videos, yeah. um, seeing, you know, partners or people like a, a group in the Philippines did a, a really like a two and a half minute video between, I don't know, eight or nine people Whoa. like seeing that, like those sort of things, I think matter a lot. Um, and our company, just like our morale as a company and coming together and, and passing it. I think those are all things that, um, maybe are not measurable, but are worth a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you're, when you're seeing that and you're continuing to add to it, how do you keep it going? You know, what, what's the maintenance like on this type of campaign? You know, we do you we, kind of roll it out. Yeah, go ahead. As we see the videos, we post it out on all the channels. Um, yep. So we we continue to do that. Um, we continue to you know like, post, share, uh, invite others, and tag people. You know, it's I would say in the first two weeks we were like I was obsessed. I was looking for the videos. Yeah. I was I was like just having it was really part of a, an enjoyment for me to go look at all the channels and find it. Now I'll go about once or twice a day and just check what's going on. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. There's, there's always a life cycle to these things. Yes. Uh, and it's fun to see them and and to see them continue moving forward. Uh, with this, you know, everyone's working from home right now, you're across multiple locations. What has collaboration been like on all these different creative elements? You know, it's, it's harder now to go through the review and approval process and get feedback on creative work. How are you kind of managing that creative collaboration as a team? Even, you know, anything from the microsite to the videos you're posting. Yeah. You know, we've always, our, um, the approval review and approval actually is the same as it was before because we've always had remote resources, not in the office. I have an alias that hits all the directors and above in marketing. And mm-hmm. uh, all you need is two directors and above to approve. Okay. Um, but so but, having that set process up front <laughs> helps a lot. Many people don't. Yeah. Well, but by sending it to everyone, directors and above, we all see it. So we all have a chance to look at it. And I actually look at every single thing that goes to that alias. I, I will look and make sure that to approve it, I may actually send an approval to the person, but I review everything that goes out because that's the final touch point. And, yeah. and that's an opportunity. If you're in comms, you catch a messaging thing, a design thing. If you're in product marketing, you make sure it's on message. If you're systems, you've got it. Um, if you're in social media, Everyone has a chance and it's, we really reduce the amount of errors of anything going out. And we align as a team when all your leads are on an approval alias, even though they only need two. And some people will think, oh, that slows it down. No, we can get approvals back in five minutes because you have access to 10 people to approve something. Yeah. Right. We only need two. So, um, I, I love that. And it doesn't matter where you are to send it to that alias. We all see it. Yeah, that's an interesting because I haven't seen you try to definitely balance visibility across the team and leadership with speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always the balance is we want people to see this, but we don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, so that does sound if you have the right team in place and, you know, good reviewers, you know, the, the fair, effective reviewers. Yes. Giving everyone that seems like a good solution to giving visibility while keeping the speed up. I haven't actually heard that before. Interesting. Um, and any challenges in that collaboration process? 
Um, Top know, challenge you've seen? I think the desire to actually be in person, you know, mm-hmm. if, while we're, we're making do with, with this uh, all over zoom and, and, and video conferencing, it, there's nothing like having the energy of your team in the room and the like feeling yeah. connected and appreciated and the smiles and, um, you know, just the you, energy in those rooms. Yes. It's yes. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're making do with it, but I, I only imagine if we were all together, even, you know, what more could come uh, and will come from it. So I, I think that's, you know, one. And then the other challenge is you just budget, right? We cut everyone cut yeah. budget. You cut, um, you know, people cut headcount and budget in the last couple of weeks. And so being smart about your money, trying to do things that don't cost money, trying to, um, you know, influencers are very helpful. They have a, a reach and a network and, and working with them and hoping that they tap in and like your idea to help you um, is, I think, a, a challenge you need to be ready for, right? Yeah. Well, instead of taking on this enormous production yourself and, you know, creating all these videos, having these user-generated content challenges is a good way to do that. Yeah. Especially being, get, yeah, yeah. It, it helps a lot to do that. And you, you see a lot of different companies doing that, especially sports now. I feel like ESPN is all just trick shots now yes. of people doing it at home. Yes. But yeah, it seems like a the in, so B two B influencers. Uh, you know, as we round round out round out our time here, uh, did you have those pre selected? It sounded like you did. Yeah, I mean, like we from previous campaigns. Uh, we have a. I mean, we work with a lot of influencers in the market. They're you know they're part of the travel industry. They've spoken at our Got events, it. and um, you know they work with our partners, and we work with all the suppliers, the airlines, the hotels. Um, and all the inventory that we would have on our platform. So, um, you know, I don't know that we selected them ahead of time, but they were just there that they were a natural extension of us yeah. and, um, they were dealing all with the same things we're dealing with. And I, I, you know, assume there's a lot of travel influencers. That's one of the most popular topics, uh, across influencers and all your target customers are following those people because they have a passion for travel. Yes. Yeah. So that's a nice fit. Uh, you know, a lot of B2B companies struggle with that. Like who's, who's the smart sheet influencer, you know, yeah. who, who are, are people following the project management nerds, uh, and experts out there, which, you know, isn't as a popular of a topic than travel, but that sounds like a nice fit, even with a B2B company. Yes. Yeah. It's- it makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. So moving forward, we're obviously still in this pandemic. It's very, the future is very unclear. How do you see this affecting the trip actions brand moving forward and kind of what is your outlook moving forward on, you know, how are you going to market this to your audience? Yeah. I mean, people want to connect. We're going to get back to travel. We're already seeing countries start to get their plans ready in the different stages. Um, you know, we will, we will continue to focus on what our customers need to get back to business. We will help them with route-based recovery and give them the information they need to safely allow their travelers to travel, to create policies for essential travel versus non-essential to make sure that they have the information and they can, you know, there's going to be, your executives are going to need to travel. You're going to go see your customers. Your sales team is going to need to travel. You know, these hundred thousand dollar deals are not going to happen over video conferencing, at least not at the speed at which you need them to, you know, there's nothing like the relationship building side of it. So, you know, our company is positioning and building for what we need for when we, when we come out of this in the next month or so. And um, I think that's the right approach and to continue to focus on our customers and what they need. 
Yeah. And it sounds like you're launching products very quickly, both on marketing side and on the engineering side, where I, I love what you said earlier. Now, more than ever, you need to have more control and more insight into the travel policies, travel practices, expenses, especially. Uh, and it's not going to go away just because travel may be restricted or kind of take a much longer time to come back. Yes. Uh, but that makes, makes a lot of sense. Great. Any parting shots for the marketing creative audiences out there? I like to always reserve a little time for that. Yes. I mean, of course you have to do past the plane. Hashtag yes. past the plane. Please go find us. If you're not on Facebook, find us on LinkedIn. Just search. Take a quick video. It is fun. I'm I'll do a TikTok. You, you'll enjoy it. Or TikTok. You have to tag me. I'm at M Eisenberg or follow me on Twitter. Um, follow us at Turp Actions. You'll see it too or past the plane handle. But yeah, I invite everyone to do this. It's awesome to do with your kids. Even with your company, you know, you'll. Yeah, you'll across our it. team, it sounds fun as well. Yeah. I need to send some paper airplanes to my team. Yes, I would love it. And then send me the video. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Megan. I really appreciate it. Uh, and best of luck going forward. Thank you. Thank you for having me.